Hi you guys, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. If you guys are new, my name is Nicole and welcome to the show. If you guys are returning, I am so happy to have you back for our season finale. I can't believe it's been two seasons and honestly, it's been so much fun and I can't wait to come back for season three. Before we get into the solo episode this week, I want to share with you guys something I am obsessed with. So I am obsessed with this rose tea. It's by this brand Dilma. This rose vanilla tea, it's so good. I first had it at my cousin's house and I actually went into her kitchen and I was like, I need to find out what this tea is. And then I actually had to like track down where to get the tea and everything. Dilma is spelled D-I-L-M-A-H and it's like the tea I drink after dinner to like kind of signal to my brain like, hey, like it's time to stop eating, bitch. I love it and I suggest you guys try it out. I'm sure it's on Amazon. It seems pretty easy to find. Um, I just found it at a supermarket in the city. I also just want to remind you guys that if you guys want to purchase my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong, it's been designed and tested all by me. It really works. We do heavy days, medium days, light days, Every single day is a full body day, but with the knowledge that I have of exercise science, I know which muscles can handle more weight and which cannot. And so I kind of use my knowledge and I really exhaust everything that I know about creating an effective workout program into this eight week plan. And I hope you guys enjoy it and love it. If you guys want to also purchase the Vibing Co. goodie bag, it is this super heavy booty band and a set of core sliders that you can use to define your abs, get that waistline snatched, and build a booty. It all comes in a cute pink mesh bag. Or you guys just drop a line and say hi to me at vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, with all that being said, let's get right into our conversation this week. so this is a continuation of my recap of art of seduction and if you guys haven't listened to part one go check that out first because it's all about finding out what type of seducer you are part two this episode is all about the process of seduction so green the author robert green gives us 24 different tactics that fall under four phases of seduction so what i'm going to do is i'm going to summarize each phase for you which then combines all the relevant tactics to that phase so this is like the spark notes version okay because this book is so fucking dense that it breaks down so many things like this recap honestly if you guys are super into it you guys are gonna have to go read the book and really highlight and like have that physical kind of tangible notation because it's it's one of those books guys it's not like a stephen king that's just fun to read no this is like you learn some things okay so phase one is about separation you want to separate the person you're trying to seduce the author calls them victims so i'm just gonna say that so separating the victim from their world and starting to fill their mind with thoughts of you so first, what you want to do, which is imperative, is you want to choose the right victim. Get their attention and make them interested in you. 
and then you want to create a false sense of security by approaching indirectly so don't come off too aggressive or forward right away because like we all know how that is right the guy the drunk guy at the bar is like way too much and you're just like ew so don't do that go approach indirectly you can do the indirect route by pretending to be friends first or coming in to like save the day you know like just kind of throwing them off guard like have a genuine approach genuine not in like a sexual nature because that's usually what it is it's like you guys come on so strong about all the wrong things so come on strong about all the right things okay the right victim is also somebody that you can see has a void that you can fill or pretend to fill everybody has a void like everybody has like some repressed childhood trauma or some kind of insecurity and if you can see somebody that has that very obviously like you don't even have to really know specifically what it is yet but you just know there's something that's like the perfect victim according to the author and then once they start to let their guard down send them mixed signals play hot and cold or you can appear to be an object of desire meaning let them know subtly that there are others that are competing for your attention once they're interested in you enough you want to turn that interest into desire you can do this by highlighting a void in their life such as a lack of fun lack of freedom lack of whatever and then make them think that you're the only one who can fill this void in their life do all of this with subtlety that is key subtlety okay don't make anything too obvious spoil them keep them happy share their values or at least pretend to share their values in order to gain intimacy and trust and then create temptation by giving them glimpses of how much better life could be with you that is phase one very sneaky right but the key thing in this phase is learning about your victim's weaknesses this can be seen in whatever childlike behavior they display in day-to-day life like maybe you know they are extra spoiled maybe extra insecure about something you can kind of pick up on those little cues it's just a kind of about getting to know the person which is crazy because like you know that's usually like the, the, the best phase it's like getting to know a person when you're like talking like being like flirty and stuff but if you're trying to really do this book right you're getting to know them to be able to exploit their weaknesses which you know i see it i can see it i get it and i'm telling you guys like this book is so long so like each phase really is not as simple as i'm making it out to be i'm just summarizing it for you guys because if i was going like in depth i would be talking for two hours and i don't want to do that so here we are anyway phase two phase two tells you to lead your victim astray keep them emotional and confused so your worst enemies in this phase would be predictability and routine so don't do anything so routine be unpredictable keep them on their toes essentially keep them in suspense by planning little surprises whether it's in terms of gifts or how you act with them or showing just different sides of you use the power of words to stimulate their fantasies so remember what i said about the rake in part one so at this point i told you to go listen to part one so go listen to part one i say this thing about the rake where they use language not really to convey a message like they're not really giving you any valuable information 
but they use language more like poetry. It's just to create emotion. It's the same kind of situation here. And it is very important for you to tell people what they want to hear. Feed their ego and their fantasy. This works even in non-romantic situations. Before you speak, ask yourself, what can I say that will have the most pleasant effect on the audience? And pay attention to the little details. You want to seem attentive and considerate. Let's go back to the thing about telling people what they want to hear. That's why guys, like sneaky, like little fuckboys, know about this trick. They sell you dreams and you know, tell you they're gonna like promise you like the entire world and never come through. That's the same kind of thing. It's the same thing as like, oh, like I'll FaceTime you later. And you're sitting by the bed like, oh, okay. And it's like 3 a.m. and there's still no call. Like, it just comes naturally. So now as women, we can flip the script on them. Just tell them whatever they want to hear and do whatever you want. I take that approach with actually almost everybody. It's just, I just don't want to deal with the back and forth. <laughs> okay, and also in phase two, you want to keep a little distance between you and your victim so that they're kept on edge. You also want to show vulnerability, weakness, and emotions strategically, okay? Strategically. Don't just go willy-nilly breaking down. Don't do that. Familiarity destroys seduction. If you're too consistent, if you're too obvious, and you're too human, the fantasy that you've created around yourself gets tarnished. Show the victims that some of their fantasies are coming true with you. Only some, not all. Once again, this is like building up from phase one, where you've given them glimpses of how much better life can be with you in it. This is like building upon that. Like, show them that some of their fantasies are coming true with you kind of like proof like see i told you like here's what happens what if you just stuck around some more and gave me more of your soul imagine how much better life would be then that kind of mentality and then finally what you want to do is you want to isolate your victim by solidifying this little world you've created together in this relationship you can isolate them physically by taking them on a trip or flying them out i mean usually the other way around in most cases for us girls i'm sure we usually get you know, flown out. I really hope you girls aren't flying anybody out. Like, please don't do that. So if they fly you out, that's them trying to isolate you, which consciously or unconsciously, I don't know, but they're making it so you're not around your friends and family. You're on their territory. It gives them like, you know, home court advantage. Or you can do this. You can isolate them mentally by making them mentally fixated on you and the relationship. So you have to keep them constantly thinking about you you know you have to keep them on edge phase three is called the precipice deepening the effect through extreme measures and it's just as calculating and manipulative as it sounds if you thought phase one and two were manipulative this phase when i was writing down the notes i was like oh my god phase three essentially you're turning phase two up a notch and by doing this you can manipulate them easier you can achieve phase three by combining some of these tactics. One is to prove yourself. Show how far you're willing to go for them. Do something noble, grand, chivalrous. It's like that hero scene in the movie where he swoops in and saves her from like getting hit by a bus. It's like one of those things. You can also affect a regression, meaning you want to bring out some scar, repressed desires, 
unfinished business from childhood, insecurities, by bringing this out in them, you're making them feel like they're getting what they never got as a child from you. It's like you're the answer to their prayers. At this point, you should know them well enough to kind of aim at what that regression is. Remember in phase one, we just don't, we don't really know what it is. We just know that there's something there. In this phase, in phase three, you should know them well enough to be able to like kind of aim and get close enough to what their real insecurity and weakness is. When you bring the regression out, you can take them past their limits and have them act out. Throw in a little danger. This is a direct quote from the book. It says, not everything is supposed to be tender and soft. Hint at something cruel, even sadistic, and the shared feeling of guilt and complicity will create a powerful bond. It sounds a little crazy, right? It's almost like helping a junkie like relapse type of vibe. Also in phase three, you could throw in spirituality to your seduction. Hint at destiny and divine thoughts in your connection rather than lust in the physical. So this makes sense because you really want to make it seem like you are also not all the way in control of the situation, even if you might be. An example would be like saying, oh, I'm so glad, you know, the universe brought us together. Like our connection is twin flame connection. Obviously not in those words. Like I would never say that, but create like a divine relevance to your guys's connection rather than just being like oh like you're so hot um you know just rather than just making it about lust and like something physical if you can bring in the element of spirituality or element of like otherworldliness it really i can see that being a much more powerful seduction tactic rather than just trying to frame the connection in terms of physical lust and physical infatuation. The final tactic is to deliberately hurt them by creating fear and anxiety so that they feel tension only you can relieve. So it's like when somebody is really into you, you know, if you disappear for like a day and don't text back, they're feeling so much tension and they're so anxious and they're just so, they're freaking out and like nothing will solve that for them until you text them. That kind of vibe. That's an example. Their fear and anxiety is based on you and it's like only you can fix it. So that's what you want to create in them. That's the final tactic for phase three. Phase four. The final phase is where the physical seduction comes in. Okay, this is where I see the dating world today as really fucked up. We move right into the physical. With proper seduction, do you see how long it takes for us to get into this phase? It's literally the mental seduction, emotional seduction, and then physical seduction. So it's like we've really gotten it backwards, you know? It's like they race to the finish line and then there's nothing in between the beginning of the journey and the end of the journey. And that's where all the growth happens and that's where all the connection and the bonding happens. I've been guilty of it too, I'm not gonna lie, but it's like reading this book and seeing that the physical part of like a seduction process is the very last thing makes you really realize how fucked up we've gotten as a generation <laughs> so anyway phase four this is where you move in for the kill at this point when you distance yourself or show disinterest they should be panicking and when they panic they pursue very true in every single instance in my life 
whoever panics pursues and then they push they push for your attention they push for your time they push for your effort and all you're doing is just sitting there and if you have a good grip on your emotions you probably don't really give a fuck you might be a tad annoyed but now you've turned the tables right so in the beginning you were approaching them and pursuing them and now they are pursuing you and by giving them space they will pursue you heavily if they're that obsessed with you then you want to send physical signals to them to approach you so be enticing and then wait because the perfect moment to strike is when they're not expecting it when you do make that move you don't want to hesitate or second guess yourself you know you got to be aggressive with it don't second guess what you're doing just go for it be bold and don't give them time to reconsider what's going on once this is over if you're in a relationship then you have to constantly reseduce the victim never let them take you for granted use absence create conflict and then be their relief so you want to keep them on their toes at all times if it's over with and you're done with them then they must be quote unquote from the book discarded swiftly and cleanly so you can move on to someone else no long drawn out goodbyes the book says it's just because you're gonna like beg and you know be all tearful and sappy and gooey and you don't want to deal with that and that you guys concludes the art of seduction it's such a good book it's so dark and so manipulative but i love it you really learn a lot about human behavior if not yours then other people this also concludes the second season of vibing in valentino i will be back with season three in mid-september but until then i will be dropping in with some like 10-ish minute episodes so i'm not you know disappearing from your lives and your ears completely but until then thank you guys so much for tuning in if you guys have been here since season one then i love you guys so much and i appreciate it and this season we have really grown and i am just so thankful and i'm so lucky to be able to connect with you guys every single week and i really really honestly like i can't express to you guys enough how much it means to to me to have you guys listen to me because honestly when i edit these episodes and post <laughs> i get sick of my voice so i just want to thank you guys for <laughs> listening to it on purpose <laughs> i've gotten a few like comments about my voice and people either love it or hate it listen nobody is forcing you to listen to me if you hate my voice and for those of you that do love it thank you so much i love you back take good care of yourselves stay healthy and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.